I'm out of ideas as far as Vincisms. It's the Christmas season. No, that's true. It is December 5th, 1992. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, what? <laughs> I just like saying ho. <laughs> that gives me an idea. Shango, get over here. <laughs> it's Saturday morning. Superstar. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Dom and I am Than. Well, this is it. Us channeling our midlife crisis, watching, I guess, the early 90s at this point, professional wrestling. It's Saturday morning, superstars. Woohoo! And uh, we can't get out of this city. No, God damn it. I thought last week was the last week, but here we are. It is December 5th, 1992. It is actually October 27th. This was recorded a good month before Survivor Series at the Holman Center in Terre Haute, Indiana. So it's the Holman hostage crisis. Yeah, um, this is like hostage on Hershey. <laughs> Part two. Part two. God damn it. <laughs> we got to get these people out of here. I can't imagine. So if it was recorded, on October 27th. That means they probably started airing these episodes the following week, right? which would have been that first week of November. So all of November, which is four weeks, plus this first week of December. So we're talking five shows of Saturday Morning Superstars in Terre Haute, Indiana. And each one's like maybe a half an hour of actual matches for the crowd. I can only imagine. Two and a half hours. Easily. Of just matches. Of squash matches. Yeah. And then maybe... You know, seeing a couple of wrestlers at least twice, because I know some of these are repeats, seeing a lot of red tights at least twice. And maybe like you and I had a couple of big name matches at the end. Right. And that's it. These people like might as well have camped there. (laughs) (laughs) I think they are at this point. Well, we, we get the intro again. There's nothing new with the intro, but something I did notice is Vince and Bobby commentating for us. Bobby hasn't changed. <laughs> nice. No, it's pretty bad. Well, as he says, we are coming to you from the heart of America, which is going to give out soon if we don't get out of here. Yeah. So Vince and Bobby are greeting us and Bobby has not changed his clothes. He's been living in Terre Haute Holman Center like Tom Hanks in the terminal. That would have been great. <laughs> that would have been so funny. If like, forget an airport and a guy is like s- stuck away from his country. If Steven Spielberg found out that these poor people were stuck there for five weeks watching squash <laughs> matches. It's like, this is a much better thing. Like, uh, this, this is a, this movie writes itself. Yeah. Steven yeah. Spielberg presents the house show. <laughs> no, is this a uh, horror film? Yeah. You'll never escape. The house show. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Vince, uh, we're thinking about making WrestleMania like the whole weekend. Why the fuck not? We did it in Tara Hawk. 
Those people survived. I think. I think. (laughs) Well, we're kind of back to our puns a little bit. I wouldn't say this was a full out pun, but with Vince referring to Terre Haute, Indiana as the heart of America, he ties it into a reference saying that Bobby does not have one. Oh, and even I know Bobby's a heel and all, and but that's still that's mean spirit. Yeah, Bob, Bobby's got feelings. <laughs> so he says it has been suggested that Bobby does not have a heart. So apparently Vince is playing out of the Trump playbook, where we say the all-encompassing. They say. They say. <laughs> they say. It's an ambiguous footnote. Yes. <laughs> Who is they? We don't know, but uh, they yeah. suggested his book reports in school, like the bibliography, is like. Some guy, they, <laughs> word on the street. Word in the street. They say. That's that's the, you know, the all-encompassing they. They mm-hmm. talk a lot, apparently. Oh, there's a they now. Huh? There <laughs> is. <laughs> Bobby says that he has a heart, but his heart is black. Oh. And, you know, black hearts matter. No, uh, all hearts matter, Than. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Let's not start that war. I think I'm on the wrong side of that. Never mind. (laughs) But he's got plans for perfect and everyone will have broken hearts. Yeah. I mean, that's a good promo. If it wasn't perfect, you screwed him. If it was Brett, Uh uh it'll be perfect for Brett. Yeah. Be absolutely perfect for Brett. I have a black heart. You got to have a broken heart, broken heart. I mean, that's like beating up Brett. Easy enough. Yeah. We'll have to wait a little bit for that, I guess. You're going to be imperfect. You're going to be <laughs> a, a five followed by a one in first inversion. Yes. You're going to be judged by the French judge. <laughs> <laughs> you will never be perfect. You'll never be perfect. <laughs> so anyway, we've got uh, in action this week, Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is out of witness protection. Yeah. He, apparently he didn't have a tug of war this weekend, so he can wrestle a special Special interview with Nails. Who thought that was a good idea? I I have no idea. (laughs) And two big men, we get Yoko and Kamala. That would have been a great match. You know, it would would have. Yoko, Kamala? Did that ever happen? God, I hope I see that. I doubt it. You might have to check on that one, but I I, highly doubt it. I have some faith in that. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and uh, we start right up with uh, High Energies versus The King. Bow, <laughs> all you peons out there <laughs> to the red tightness that is the Horowitz. Hallelujah. We got Barry and W.T. Jones. Yeah, W.T. Jones. He's somebody. He's not. No? Actually, I thought he was too. He's a squashy guy. I remember I, him. Well, yeah, he's a squashy guy. That is. But looking him up on our IWDB, he mm. wrestled from 89 to 93 with only 16 televised matches going under the names of W.T. Jones and Wilt Jones. Wilt? That's it. Wilt. Hey. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> did, did a little less well than Chamberlain. <laughs> Yes. All right. So I'm a little confused on the entrance of higher energy. Yeah. First of all, Frankie's back. Mm-hmm. Frankie, mm-hmm. when he started trying to 
bite at Owen disappeared for a while. <laughs> but they got Frankie back and he's coming down the aisle and the music they're using is Owen's theme instead of the Birdman theme. Yeah. So they're flapping, the bird is flapping, the people in the audience are flapping, but they're mm-hmm. not flapping to the actual song that kind of invokes. Yes. It's not the... Ah! Hallelujah. <laughs> bird, bird, bird. bird. Like, yeah. you know, we're supposed to be flapping to it. It's Owen's shitty Casio music. Yeah. I, but, you know, I guess they're just trying to meld the two gimmicks as much as possible. I liked when they went with, you know, Coco's the bird man. Mm-hmm. Owen's the rocket. And just go by your nicknames at this point. It's just yeah. like it, the bird man and the rocket are high energy. Yeah. They're high flyers. Mm-hmm. They have energy. They do stuff high. Yeah. In, in every way. Yeah. Coco, <laughs> unfortunately, I guess, washed his uh, high energy jacket on hot or something because, <laughs> like, his pants are bright red. His jacket is now a real mm-hmm. faded pink. Owen starts out the match with Horowitz, and Horowitz is playing the role a little bit of the red tight you don't with right he gets some good offense in it's a little bit back and forth but harwitz actually gets to retaliate so i was quite impressed by that the best move of the night three minutes 54 seconds in isn't even a move it's him avoiding a move yeah yeah it is great Owen goes to punch him and he does this great kind of scoot out of the way kind of backs off but mm-hmm. it's really good reaction wrestling yeah as opposed to the over the top like 70s guys like oh <laughs> or hired Mike Sharps Horowitz looks like he's trying to avoid getting hit but he does it in a very good way Horowitz is a really good wrestler like Horowitz he is should have had a run as something. I know. His gimmick is better than some of these guys that are getting pushes. Yeah. Like, I was pissed when, what's his name, Lance Cassidy beat him. That You know, that guy's got no personality whatsoever. Yeah, Harwitz could have been Lance Cassidy. Easily. Give him a fucking cowboy hat. I love that when they introduce Harwitz at the beginning, he takes his right hand and he pats himself on the back. Right. He's got a hand on the back of his jacket, like in big you know, silver sequence with the, with the black sequence around it. This time when they announce him, he just takes his hand and puts it across to his other shoulder. It's just a little one. He's consoling himself. Yeah, he's like, I know I'm good. I don't need this anymore. Horowitz is awesome. Horowitz is awesome. Justice for Horowitz. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Free Horowitz. (laughs) They keep doing a shot over Frankie's shoulder. Like he's the manager. Like you always get that. (laughs) You always get that manager like over the shoulder shot. Well, you know, but this time it's Frankie. Oh, I would have loved to see Frankie get involved in a match. Like Frankie throws a tag belt in for them to hit the other guy with. (laughs) Frankie's on the apron. He's distracting the rest. The bad guy picks up Frankie and suplexes him. That would be awesome. Well, after Harwitz does his little shtick, he tags in. Uh, WT to just basically get his ass kicked. This is the wackiest shit I've ever seen. WT mm-hmm. Jones gets tagged in. Coco gets tagged in. Mm-hmm. And then they actually try to like amateur mat wrestle. Yeah, I noticed that. I put that in my notes. I was like, there's some actual mat wrestling but it's going on here. Bad mat wrestling. Oh, yeah, like, it is. It's like, like WT just Jones is like, what are you doing on me, dude? What's going on? <laughs> What's going-? It's like actually trying to like technically matt wrestle wt yeah. jones and hart who probably does know how to really stretch a dude out is probably looking at this going this is the funniest <laughs> shit i've ever seen <laughs> yeah, you don't get any good shots of owen in the corner just probably laughing his he's gotta off be laughing his ass off watching coco <laughs> try to really wrestle that's not real wrestling that is not it is goofy uh-huh. but now i wish i saw the kurt angle brock lesnar coco beware triple threat match <laughs> oh no 
That would have been a problem. <laughs> well, what we do get is a tag back in for Owen. Owen gives WT the suplex, the backbreaker. While Vince is so bored with this, he decides to go through the entire card again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't turn the channel. <laughs> we got yeah. better stuff coming up soon. Yeah, exactly. We do get a touch of Grey's Anatomy. We have a little Ooh. pre-med Vince nice. while uh, someone gets chopped in the chest area. Another chest area. Yes. Oh, One of two good. chest areas of the night. So we tag in Owen. He gives a suplex. He gives a backbreaker. Throws WT off the ropes and proceeds to pick him up and just holds him there. And then he has to wait for Coco to get to the top rope so Coco can do the flying drop kick over Owen's head. Uh, and then Owen flips over WT as he hits the mat for the pin, which I think is completely unnecessary it's a lot going on this is building a spaceship across the street <laughs> this yeah. is like way, too, way much. too much going on for this for as non-painful as it, it i mean i'm sorry it looks painful but not as painful as you know all the stuff that they're trying to do to make it look better yeah this is one of those things that is definitely a better on paper move you do a drop kick off the top rope and when he comes down i'll be flipping over him for the pin mm-hmm. sounds like a really cool finisher in yeah. practice, it is clunky. It doesn't work. Yeah. Now, in this day and age, get like Lucha Bros. Yeah. Or yeah. even Dustin Rhodes, who did that crazy ass thing on the table last week. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like somebody who can actually do these things with a really nasty snap to them. Where oh, yeah. I think yeah. a modern version of this finisher would look badass. Well, that's that's what I'm thinking. Like if he drop kicks him off the top rope and then Owen or whoever is in the Owen position, can do the roll-up in full motion without, like, waiting to stop for the guy to fall. But if, like, the whole thing's one continuous movement, I think it would look a lot more badass than it actually does. But he's, like, he waits for him to hit the mat, and then he flips over the top of him and tries to hold onto his legs for the pin, and that's where the clunkiness comes into it. It needs to flow a lot more for it to look cool, I think. Hide Frankie, just put him away because here comes yeah. Yokozuna. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. And and he's hungry. We go right into the Yoko match. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, we don't even no, see the exit of high energy. There's, like, yeah, there's no good transition. So I was reading online some of the uh, posts that I look at uh, for information on these. And I noticed in one of the, the blogs that I read that in between these two matches, there was actually a WrestleMania advertisement that happens and i'm not quite sure why we don't get that because you start to hear vince talking about wrestlemania 9 of course being in las vegas at caesar's palace but they took the advertisements out of these peacock versions for some reason yeah it's weird so i'm not quite sure anyway so we get yoko and he is facing mark morgan not to be confused with matt morgan because when i typed in mark morgan wrestler all of this stuff comes up for matt morgan who yes, is did course, you mean <laughs> the, the blueprint uh is matt morgan this guy is more of the outline yeah he's, uh, he's, he's the etch-a-sketch yes he is the cliff notes the cliff notes uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we get matt morgan who only has two televised matches to his name they do a pretty cool shot as uh, yoko is getting the robe off of mm-hmm. Yoko on the Tron. And I think this is when Vince is like, God 
damn it, we need a bigger trot. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it started. It's That's where it started. All we can't Yoko. fit Yoko on the trot. <laughs> we, need bigger, we need at least four more TVs on either side. Yeah, you had mentioned we have odd job version of Mr. Fuji. And mm-hmm. well, the reason why is we we are a month away from Survivor Series. Yeah. And that was the unveiling of his new buzz cut in a robe. Yes. Mimicking Yoko, getting the Yoko garb. Yeah. So here's my question. Okay. You got Mr. Fuji managing Yokozuna, decides mm-hmm. to dress like Yokozuna. Where was SM outfit Mr. Fuji while he was managing demolition? He had the makeup, <laughs> but where was his like straps and speedo? Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> where was straps and speedo Fuji? Traps the speed up Fuji. Oh, goodness. I don't know if I could handle that. We were denied. It was bad enough seeing smashing axe in, in in that garb. But as a kid, I just thought it was cool. But as an yeah, it's cool adult, road warrior. I'm like, but as an adult, I'm just like, like oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what I was watching. What was I missing as a child? <laughs> yeah. It's like Ving Rhames least favorite tag team. <laughs> Oh man. So we get uh, a lot of Yoko moves in this and the big man moves, of course, but uh, he has his own spin to them. He assumes the sumo stance a lot. Yes. In this match. So the matches we've seen before, including the Survivor Series match, he does sort of push out to the right with his hand and then goes into the sumo stance. He did that, I think, three or four times. Mm-hmm. in this match i'm not quite sure why he kept doing it but that that was a thing so maybe we need to know that he is a sumo wrestler while he's doing it they got a good uh, camera shot from the guy on the floor between his legs and the red mm. tight is framed in between his his gigantic like oh my god turkey leg shaped thighs so the entire red tight dude fits in between his legs to look so much bigger yes we see that later with the finish too he does fit in between his legs mm-hmm. <laughs> replay at the end of the match that shows the shot underneath yoko's legs meanwhile we are told by vince that fuji has yoko on a special diet of carbs yeah fats and proteins so everything everything (laughs) he's eating all kinds of things there's really nothing to that diet i was like yeah i'm on that diet too i don't look like that (laughs) (laughs) but anyway we get the bonsai from yoko and they say he looks bigger than the last time we saw him and you know what he does he does i i said that too I was like, he definitely looks bigger than the first time we saw him. He is packing on the pounds. Yeah, he does look bigger here than he does when we saw him. The bonsai drop just looks crazy. Uh, it looks definite. Yeah, I just have here up to the second rope and Yoko kills another red tight. Fatality. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine being the red tight in that situation. Like besides the give of the mat, which there is not much. Even coming off just the second rope. 500 pounds coming down on your chest like that. And it doesn't look like Yoko's like letting up at all. Like you might see his one hand hold on to the ropes a little bit to just try and maybe balance himself out and not put as much weight on. But I I would not want to be on the receiving end of that at all. I wouldn't want him to fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that looks like you could crush your chest plate there. Yeah. Please know what you're doing, Yokozuna. (laughs) Dinner's on me, Yokozuna. 
Yes. Like, like, yeah. Anything like you want, big guy. Just don't kill me. Yeah. On a superstar taping. Oh my god. Well, we're in the event center, brought mm-hmm. to you by Ica Pro. And as of Sean Mooney like delivers his Ica Pro ad, I'm watching this with my wife, and she's like, Ica Pro, watch your dick shrivel. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to add your wife to this show. She's oh got the God. one-liners. Man. She does. <laughs> Nothing beat when the Bushwhackers are with the natural disasters and they called themselves the Bush disasters. And she says that was the 70s. <laughs> oh, that's just wonderful. Here's yes. something not to enjoy. We have a crush promo. Oh, my God. So I, I paraphrased this because I haven't found that wrestler yet that I can transcribe mm-hmm. like I did with the warrior i'm i'm gonna miss the warrior here for a while because i loved dom translates the warrior and it sucks that we don't have <laughs> dom's translate warrior anymore we haven't seen a good matador promo in a while so i can't translate it into spanish and back to english I like to do with those so i've gone to paraphrasing mm-hmm. uh, some of these promos so with crush i have my paraphrase of what he talked about here so it is The Crush promo is, Aloha, everybody. Did you know I was from Hawaii? Crush thinks he's in the middle of everything. By the way, I'm from Hawaii. (laughs) Did I mention I was from Hawaii? Uh, I am from Hawaii. I'm going to say some words in Hawaiian to show you that I am from Hawaii. But I'm in the middle of everything, which I don't see how that works. You don't have any feuds, so how can you be in the middle of anything? You're you're two weeks away from getting your ass kicked by a clown. Yeah, so that, that was the crush promo he sounds so defeated in it like about three quarters in he's like this is really tough guys well we did like five weeks of vignettes mm-hmm. of non-hawaiian crush one, yeah 1.0 crush that obviously did not get over so they felt like they had to add his hawaiian accent and make him 2.0 crush it's not gonna work hey Here's an idea. Put him in the S&M garb and make him old crush. Like even yes. by himself, that would be way better. Than that would be re- way better. Like crush yeah. just as crush from demolition. Yeah. Just on his own. Like when the British Bulldogs became the British Bulldog. Exactly. They didn't make Davy Boy Smith like, I don't know, fish and chips. Yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> who's got the tartar sauce? Yes. Oh, God. I cannot do an English accent. It's all Scottish. I'm all sorry, Scottish British Bulldog. Yeah. It's okay. Well, here, speaking about guys who can't do an accent, here's Razor Ramon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Say hello to my little Razor Ramon. <laughs> His accent, he's trying hard because yeah. he's like, I didn't get an education. Who yes. needs one? And then he like points back to where his graphic's going to be. Yeah. And he goes, look it, it's my name in lice. Lice. My name in lice. Ew. That's gross. Yeah, it's it's moving all around. Ew. Yeah, he's basically like, hey, man, I'm a piece of shit. (laughs) So what? (laughs) So what? I don't care. I've got my name in lice. Yeah. David Lice. That's his, it's David Lice. Yeah. And then he cuts his promo on perfect. At least he's got somebody, you know, again. So it looks like at this point, they're leaning him towards perfect. And, you know, we'll get to it a little bit later, but they're leaning Flair towards Bret Hart. And Macho Man's yeah. like, what, yeah. what the, what the f- happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have an opponent. 
<laughs> got no one to face. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. I got nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. So that seems like where we're leaning here as we move through the month of December. No. <laughs> Lost all my opponents. Yes, I'm not snapping into any Slim Jims. <laughs> not on television it's, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the summer. Yeah. <laughs> when I had the belt and I didn't have to wrestle. Well, coming from space. Ah, oh, he is back. A <laughs> oh, man has returned. Oh, here he comes down the lane. It is Maximilian back from the moon. He is recharged. <laughs> Nazi Moon Man Conan Zeke <laughs> <Seek> High Moon <laughs> And he does to like shoot off his shit Like he's shooting off his uh, yes. His fireworks and his streamers And yeah he has the Nazi salute While doing it so he doesn't burn his hand off <laughs> It's Nazi Moon Man Conan Nazi Moon Man here I come. I've come to break you. Uh, yes, Mac, Maximilian Moon is here to face our red tight, Brian Costello. Hey, yeah, man. <laughs> Nothing matches this man. This man has a thick, really greasy Chewbacca-like chest hair with a blonde mullet. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Well, I looked up a couple of pictures and earlier pictures of Brian Costello because he did a good bit of wrestling. He actually wrestled all the way up through 2013 in his, I'm guessing in his own promotion because he had a promotion called the IAW out of South Bend, Indiana. What is IAW? I ain't watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, I ain't watching it at all. I ain't watching. Yeah. That's if A stands for area, you're a high school at that point. Anyway, some of his earlier stuff, like the, the late 80s pictures that came up of him has him with dark hair so at some point here in the early 90s he bleached his hair he looks like less satanic kevin sullivan yeah i can see that and he's got his green tights with the shamrock on it with red boots and like he just picked up a bunch of shit out of goodwill yeah it was, it was the gimmick box backstage uh hey here's the dublin destroyer's jacket i'll wear that Oh, where that? <laughs> so Max is doing all this Lucha Libra shit. Oh, yeah. Max is like all over the place. Costello can't keep track of him. He's like, what the hell is he doing? No, Max can hear him cue. You can see him totally traffic cop the entire match. Yeah. This dude has no idea what to do with a, a Mexican wrestler. No, no clue. But the beginning of the match starts with a lot of leg takedowns. He just keeps taking Costello down by the legs. Yeah, if you're Max Moon, why are you doing a ground attack? You're Max uh, Moon. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be like weightless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him bounce on all that place. <laughs> He's a bouncy man. He's so recharged. So recharged. What's most step for Max? <laughs> One giant leap for us Germans. <laughs> Max born doink is in the audience. Oh, yeah. This drives me crazy. Yeah. Because the last two or three times we've seen Doink isn't from a throwaway established star. Use a lower mid card guy in mm -hmm. a red tight match. Use a Virgil. Use a Crush. He's mm. a repo. You've already established these guys. You already know who they are. But this is like Max Moon's third time on TV, something yeah, like that. Third, maybe fourth. I think the first time uh, he came out as um, whatever his first name was. I can't remember what it was. Oh, like, uh, Comic Kid. The Comic Kid, yes. He was Comic Kid. So he and, Comic Kid once. And then, yeah. so you're trying to establish this new dude on the roster and you cut to a clown. You don't get yeah. to see the Max Moon match because you're always cutting to Doink. And Doink... 
is a month ago doink. And a month mm. ago, Doink is just kind of there playing with kids. You don't get the idea that he's evil until Survivor Series where he starts like popping the kid's balloon right in front of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is an old story. We're seeing not evil Doink. We're seeing yeah. kind of benign Doink. And it's shitting all over this introduction to Max Moon. Yeah, we get a lot of Doink throughout this episode. So I... You know, and we're starting to get into the territory of like, okay, this is getting old at this point. Now, I understand that, you know, this is still Indiana Terre Haute from October 27th. So I'm assuming he has really established anything. So they just keep using these little things. But it's, I feel like it's just getting to be too much at this point. We're, we're getting into Razor Ramon promo territory on this one. <laughs> yeah. Doink's 19th vignette. <laughs> yeah. The 84th cutaway to Doink. Yeah. The picture in picture oh my God. was shocking. <laughs> so you got the picture in picture of, of Max Moon. He's given his own promo. Yes. It's Conan. So I'm used to like NWO K-Dog. Yeah. And I'm hearing a total American accent out of this guy mm-hmm. doing moon puns. It, it was bad. He is focused and he is going to launch his opponent's into orbit and the, the, <laughs> that, that's exactly what i said i was like oh conan you didn't write that like somebody told you to say that please tell me somebody told you to say that because that i mean even for 92 that's bad that yeah. is so bad we're like two years away from this guy having a bandana around his head and mm-hmm. the you know one button at the top button down shirt with only the one at the top and every yeah. other one you know hanging open yep mega gangster version of conan meanwhile i'm watching him in this cartoony max moon outfit yeah you wonder why this gimmick did not work you wonder why he quit the company he's like oh Fuck this yeah. <laughs> like, i'm out yeah I've got better things over on the other side ladies and gentlemen when max moon finally pins this poor bastard Doink counts the pin with the ref. <laughs> he's helping him out. He's helping him out. He's like, I got this. So maybe he is a good guy. Yeah, he's helpful now. Yes. We also get a little bit of Doink with a Silly String, giving it to the crowd there. But after Survivor Series, Doink would have tried to hang a kid with a Silly String. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't Silly String. It's a noose. Yeah. Max is in the ring. Ah, we had many of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh. Takes me back. Yes. <laughs> From the pages of WWF magazine. Yeah. Update with Gene in a very traditional tie this week. Brought to you by Super WrestleMania for Sega Genesis, of which I did not have. The funny thing is, I'm watching like the the little screenshot of this game that they have. Mm -hmm. Like they got a little bit of gameplay going on. Wrestling video games have not improved at all. No. With gameplay, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same stuff. It's just better graphics. Better graphics, newer roster, same exact gameplay. Punch, 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 yeah. kick. Why won't he pin him? Why won't yeah. he pin him? <laughs> What's the combination for pin? You can never win a tag team match because the, the computer guy would always come in and break up the tag. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> come on. Let me out of this. Yeah, it looked like our gameplay involved Macho and the Warrior against DiBiase and not quite sure who because you never saw the other side. I can only assume it was irs but you know would they have made an irs character in a video game they could have he was a good enough name at that point maybe Uh, but yeah you can't all you see is it says randy savage in the top left dibiase in the bottom right getting his ass kicked because he's only got half his power left oh no Uh, and then we're just sitting there on the ropes like he does in real life anyway 
And you don't ever see the other side of the ring. Well, yeah. Gene's over here trying to sell us on Bret Hart. He's giving us the hard sell. Okay, so this is another one that is is not getting over. Because, I don't know, maybe this was a 92 thing, but they keep redoing the same thing over and over. When Bret first got the title, they bring him up on the dais there. And, you know, they try and give him the big pop from the crowd there. And then for weeks upon weeks upon weeks... They're saying like how he's a fighting champion, you know, he's faced this person, he's faced this person, and they're still doing it. So obviously something must not be working. Like how long has he had the title now? Well, in real life? Yeah. Not very long, like two weeks as far as this taping goes, but as Mm -hmm. far as the the show airs, like Mm -hmm. from October to December, right? Yeah. So like two months. Yeah. So, and I'm guessing like the people that he's facing must not be that impressive for them to just keep saying that he's a fighting champion. That gimmick just does not work well. Yeah, I mean, I guess because you had the, like these huge 300-pound, 6'5 guys, mm-hmm. champion forever. Macho wasn't that big, but he was larger than life as a personality when he was champion. Yeah. yeah. Warrior was just as big and huge. Mm-hmm. So I guess they got to go a different route. I mean, Brett maybe six feet, six one max. Yeah. 60 pounds less than Hogan. Easy. You know, easy. easy. Yeah. So maybe like, all right, this dude wrestles. He wrestles and he wrestles all the time. Yeah. His personality is not as big as Hulk's or the Warriors or even Macho Man. So how are we going to get this guy over as a champion? I know. We'll just make him fight everybody. Yeah, he works his ass off. And he yeah. had the other two titles, which is yeah. something Hogan didn't. Like, Hogan was yeah. never tag champ or, or yeah. intercontinental champ at this time. Nope. So we get the history of Bret Hart and a retrospective trying to get him over. And then they talk about the wrestlers that he has defeated. The Berserker, Shango, Virgil. Yes. So far, not impressed. Shawn Michaels. You know, he does have his win over Shawn Michaels at this point. So his work ethic, of course, is like none other. He is the hardest working champion. This is real to life for me. You know, (laughs) now I have to hire people and stuff. So I get like resumes from people who have been working like 10 years, 15 years. And the person just out of college. Mm -hmm. This is like the person just out of college resume. (laughs) (laughs) Work experience, retail, <laughs> over at uh, Urban Outfitter. Yes. Pizza joint. Yeah. Pizza joint. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I work you know, every night. Yeah. First chair of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's much different these days. Need yeah. a little bit of that experience. Member of uh, Resume Speed Pennsylvania High School's art club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's yeah. Where to yeah. go. But meanwhile, Brett's been there for a zillion years. Everybody knows who he is. And yeah, if, you can't, if you can't respect Bret Hart, yeah. maybe he's not, what you going to do, brother? And like all that. Yeah. But you don't like a Bret Hart match. Yeah. Stop watching wrestling. Well, it's still this old school mentality of, and it still kind of is today a little bit, but the charisma beats out the talent for you to win a championship in the WWF. I feel like that they tried to focus more on the talent level, but it, you need that charisma for people to actually want to watch. Yeah, I think the thing that trumps all that is a good storyline. Mm-hmm. If you have a good storyline, you can get around all that. Oh yeah. Well, Brett hasn't had one yet, so. Like, what kind of charisma did Yokozuna have? He's yeah, champion for true. like a whole year. <laughs> like, like yeah, just, that's true. Yeah. Just, Fuji, he just had a good story. Like, who's going to defeat this gigantic mother- 
Like, that is the story. Yeah, true. We cut to this weird interview segment. I know Flair is supposed to be this high-flying wheeler-dealer and, like, Mr. Class. So they have a shot in this restaurant, but it's Mm -hmm. the shittiest-looking strip mall (laughs) Italian joint I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he he took Gene out on a cheap date. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Yeah, so we got Gene talking with Flair out to dinner, and this is where the pivot comes. Okay, we are past the the macho man uh, feud that you're going on with. Now we want what you the to f- happen. Like, what am I supposed to be facing? Like, I was a world champion like a half an hour ago. And now I can even fight the berserker. You get nothing. But yes, they're saying, how is he going to focus on heart when he is obsessed with perfect? Once again, completely Macho's gone. Macho's like, the hell is that? <laughs> you are out of the equation, Macho. Why am I managing the Beverly Brothers? Well, at least my music fits. Unbelievably wrong this is. <laughs> so we get the much more subdued Flair promo here. I guess he's had his share of wine mm-hmm. at this point. And he's like, look, Brett beat me in a country that shouldn't exist. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Basically trashes Canada. And Gene's loving it the whole time. And he's like, Brett is champ. The Gene cutaways. Like <laughs> camera two where he's just nodding. He's like, yeah, yes. preach. Yeah. Not inspired. Not inspired. <laughs> Yeah, so he's like, he beat the champ, uh, the champ beat the man, and he may not be the champ, but last week, I I may have been the champ, I'm not the champ now, but I'm going to be the champ again, and it's like, last week, I was out to dinner with, insert your early 90s supermodel here, and and now I'm not, so it doesn't mean a thing that I'm not still there, you know, I will be again. It'd be great if they used that promo for years. Yeah. (laughs) I was out with... Cindy Crawford. I was out with... Carmen Electra. I was out with... Brooke Shields. Exactly. Yeah, he's just basically saying it doesn't mean a thing. A very poignant promo from Ric Flair here. I do like him putting over Bret Hart. Like, Bret Hart became champion by beating Ric Flair. Yeah. So, like, he was doing two things at once. He's like, I'm the shit. I'm the shit. And this guy beat me. So he must be awesome, too. (laughs) So next time we face each other, pay up. He's doing his job. Mm -hmm. Definitely doing his job. Oh. Ah. Leads us to uh, the, the world's greatest wrestler. Rest in peace, the great Kamala. Rest in peace, R.I.P. Now, this is one of two places where they are telling a story past the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because Kamala is in trouble, like he screwed up, and they're doing all these cutaway picture-in-picture promos with, you're going to listen to me this time. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, he's already lost to The Undertaker. As far as his crowd knows, he hasn't even faced The Undertaker. And they're mm-hmm. totally treating Kamala differently, because Kimchi comes out and starts smacking him around, and starts putting his finger in Kamala's face, and mm-hmm. he's being mean to Kamala, yeah. basically. He's being, yeah. like, the whole match, Kimchi's kind of being an asshole. Yeah, they start treating Kamala like shit, being much more aggressive with him. I was trying to think, because, yeah, you're right, this happened before the match, but this is supposed to be part of his persona, I guess, after the Undertaker match. But I guess if I'm a spectator at the Terror Hot, if I was in this hostage crisis situation... Um, <laughs> and not allowed to leave the arena. Yeah, I guess it could kind of make sense, you know, because based on... All these times that Paul Bearer is coming down to the ring with the coffin and, you know, Kamala gets freaked out by the coffin. So maybe, you know, to me, the spectator, 
all right, they're trying to get him, you know, much more focused uh, because he keeps getting unfocused with all these coffin sightings. Yeah, Kamala's playing like a wounded animal to kimchi, like a pet that's abused. Yeah. And which is making me wonder if we're going to have a face turn Kamala. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Face turn Kamala versus evil Yokozuna. I'm in. Oh, see, maybe, maybe it will happen. I hope so. All right. Well, Kamala is facing a new red tight to us. Buck Zumhoff here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So this guy, I look up Buck Zumhoff wrestler, as I usually do. There's a couple things that came up on him. The first thing you see on the right side of my Google screen is Eugene Otto Buck Zumhoff is a convicted sex offender. Oh, shit. <laughs> Kamala, for- beat the shit out of this perv. <laughs> that's, that's what I have here. I'm like, I hope Kamala beats the crap out of this guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and Go Kamala. Former, yeah, and former professional wrestler, better known as the king of rock and roll, Buck Zumhoff. Oh, Jesus Christ. He would feud primarily in the AWA with... Get this, uh-huh. Mr. Electricity, Stephen Regal. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yes. And Bobby Heenan over the World Light Heavyweight Championship. He is serving 25 years in prison as of 2014 for his criminal sexual conduct. Oh, God. What's this motherfucker's name? Eugene Otto Buck Zumhoff. God, so, I, I was hoping this was actually his, his uh, sentence. Yeah. <laughs> in the criminal justice system. Sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. Eugene, <laughs> for disgusting crimes that you should be killed for. Yes. Your sentence yeah. is a match with the Ugandan giant Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> You see, now I'm on, I'm on Kamala's side for this. Kamala, go Kamala. Go Kamala. So uh, Whippleman is in the ring to introduce Kamala. Kamala comes down with kimchi to several boos from the crowd. Uh, and Vince saying he will never be the same after Survivor Series with The Undertaker. And we see the abuse from kimchi begin. So the match is not much. This is a textbook squash match in which Zumhoff just gets his ass kicked. Thankfully, we get the big splash from Kamala. This I don't understand because it made sense when your red tight was on his stomach and he tried to pin him, but Zumhoff was on his back right. for the splash. And then Kamala flips him over to his stomach to try and pin him. I didn't quite understand that. I was just like, you know, okay, you've been through this several times. I understand that's part of your gimmick, but you can only really do that if your opponent is on his stomach to begin with. It doesn't make sense for him to push him over onto his stomach to try and pin him. Yeah, Kim Chi's like, look, how many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> you know, he's like mm-hmm. really losing his patience with Kamala. Yeah. Not cool. Don't 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 abuse Kamala. <laughs> Kamala's well, doing gonna... a public service right now. <laughs> Be- beating the yes. shit out of this petter ass. Yeah. So we do get the a quick little promo in the midst of the match with just Whipple- Whippleman and Kim Chi. And basically just saying that Kamala is not going to be soft anymore. Swoft mm-hmm. anymore. Swoft. <laughs> he would have been so much better than Carmela. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Enzo, Cass, and Kamala. And, and Kamala. <laughs> exactly. Anything is better with Kamala. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like bacon. Can't tell if he's a healer face slick is out. Oh, yes. Back to the Reverend Brother Deacon Pastor Bishop Father Slick. Hallelujah. Rabbi. Rabbi. I should put rabbi in there. Slick has seen the light after he was killed in the ring about a year ago. So this is before our podcast began that he must have uh, been here and he was bad slick. <laughs> now he seems to have seen the light and he is going to be a missionary for the WWF. That sounds boring. You get tired of missionary after a while. Yeah. Damn it. I missed that one. Let's go back and do that one again. We move from slick to hose. Oh, yeah. Because uh, here comes Hacksaw. <laughs> yes. Hacksaw, once again, out of witness protection, facing Dale Wolf, yes. also known as Dusty Wolf. We have seen him before, and I had mentioned this before, but he occasionally appeared as Doink the Clown. Yeah. So, well, uh, that's funny because Doink us. makes a, you know, he makes an appearance in this match. And I wonder if Dale's like you know what i could do that yeah <laughs> i could do that same the, build as matt Warren, you know that's the, yeah. that's the gimmick for me yeah i didn't even bother with this one i mean it's hacksaw's greatest hits it's, yeah hacksaw's taken everything out of iron mike sharp's playbook it's just a lot of mugging to the crowd he's got his flag he's got his two boy four he's got hoe music Yes. I was like, I've never heard the whole music before. Yeah. We were talking about this like a couple of weeks ago where this is like the, the start of them putting a catchphrase or a sound effect before mm-hmm. the theme song to kind of, I don't know if it's a pre-pop the crowd because maybe the music takes a little while till you need, you need a couple bars out before you're like, oh, it's this guy's music. Yeah. Especially in the Casio days where everything sounded alike. Yeah. So maybe like, oh, and everybody jumps up. Oh, it's Hacksaw. And then his music starts. It's more, I guess it's more instantly recognizable with the catchphrase. Yeah. Crowd wise. But yeah, we're starting to get that. Yeah. But I think there was more mugging to the crowd and just like playing up, you know, the USA chance and all that stuff. than there were moves in this entire match. I think this, this match had like four moves to it. I just have Hacksaw does big, stupid things <laughs> like the spinning slam. I, he sat there and just spun around with the guy about five or six times before he decided to slam him. That's another move. I just don't get that's like the standing suplex to me. Like, how does it not disorient you as much as the guy that you're spinning the slam I would feel has the same exact effect. You just put the slam at the end because you're still falling the same distance. There's no extra anything behind it by spinning that many times. Yeah. Why doesn't Cesaro just fall over? I know. <laughs> it could be so easy to pin at that moment. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Either. This isn't a match. This is an appearance by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. That's all you're looking at. Yeah. And to end it, they have like Doink now in the aisle. Yeah. And the final shots is of a cameraman in the aisle with Doink dead center, except there's no light on him at all. He's just a shadow outline of Doink the Clown. The spotlight operator didn't get the memo. Yeah. Hey, at the end of the hacksaw match, make sure you put a spot on Doink the Clown. Yes. Shadow of a clown. Sounds like, <laughs> yeah. sounds like, so a, it sounds like a poem or an emo song. <laughs> yeah, I hear that one at Hot Topic all the time, man. Shadow of a clown. Yes. It's my seventh piercing. For the, this has to be a rib, we get a Nails interview. I didn't get this. I was like, well, this should be bad. Well, this had to confuse the shit out of the audience because he is set to face the boss man in Survivor Series and finally getting this blow off. And that was the question that I had too. And and this interview is about him and The Undertaker. Yeah. So my question is, did this take place 
in the same arena or was this something that was taped at a later time and just inserted to make it look like it was in the same place? I don't know how much later time you have with nails because I don't know when he tried to strangle Vince. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. true. I'm just thinking this is leftover house show bullshit from prior to Survivor Series. And it was kind of like us when we were in Penn State Mm -hmm. and we saw the entire month play out with Hunter and Perfect and Sable. Yeah. And every other match was a Hunter match or Hunter mm-hmm. was on the apron and he'd be cutting promos about things that happened last week. But for us, it happened two yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. So this has just got to be for these guys a preview. Oh shit. I guess he's going to be fighting Undertaker next. Yeah, I guess so. Because they got a fairly big pop that he would be facing the Undertaker. We get words. I'm going to call them words from Nails because I can't say that they were actual full sentences or paragraphs or anything like that. It's just words. He's over here going, I'm not a bad guy. (laughs) I was created from systemic abuse (laughs) from people like you. Like what prison was he in where he had an old timey zombie? Yeah. As the prison guard. (laughs) Well, here's the other thing that I was wondering, because we got a little bit more insight. So we've already talked about how he was beaten by these six prison guards in his six by nine cell. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. But now we get a little bit more insight into that occurrence in that it happened at three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) So why... Why are these prison guards beating him up, beating him senseless at three in the morning? Like what, what was going on there? We, you know, this, this is like an ongoing saga. Like what happened to nails? What happened to nails? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently one of the prison guards is dressed in an overcoat and, and a hat. Looking like an old-timey zombie undertaker. Yeah. Six other dudes were in there with him. Yeah. In a six-by-nine cell with a bed. (laughs) Six-by-nine cell. Everybody had one square foot. Yeah. (laughs) To beat the shit out of this poor guy at three in the morning. Yeah. I don't understand. He has been put into solitary confinement. He has been in a prison yard fight. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So all of these things, we're getting that insight uh, into Nail's persona that we didn't know before. I'm feeling the, the sympathy here. I mean, you could have easily done like a double turn and actually had Boss Man like beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and like one, one, one of the Clarence Mason type lawyer characters comes out and like proves that he's innocent. Yeah. The big redemption arc. Yeah. That'll be uh, uh, Big Boss Man's uh, faction. That comes out. He's got a faction that comes out that just beats the shit out of people. Oh, poor Nails. I don't feel for him. We're never going to find out the answers because he'll be gone soon. Yes. No, yeah, we're not going to see any of this. Mm. The ultimate Indian runs to the ring. (laughs) This is part of his new persona, apparently. Tatanka comes out to his Tatanka music facing Sean Penn. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> Louis Spicoli is in the ring. And I did find out in doing my digging on Louis that he is best known in the WWF as Rad Radford. I remember Rad Radford. Yeah, he teamed with the Body Donnas. Yeah. At some point. So this guy had some some clout to him. My favorite thing about him is he wears four panels of Mr. Perfect's outfit. <laughs> Yeah. It's like all of Perfect's hand-me-downs sewn together. Mm -hmm. Spicoli is confused. He actually thinks he has a match with Tatanka. (laughs) He's leapfrogging him. He's getting offense in. And Tatanka 
looks at him. It is it is great. It is the best. You know, I'm starting to become a Tatanka <laughs> fan after this one. It is about 33 minutes and 55 oh, yes. seconds in. Yes. He goes and chops Tatanka and Tatanka <laughs> looks at him like, what the f- are you doing? That's, I have it in my notes. As Spicoli tries to chop the talk, and he's like, "Bitch, that's my move." <laughs> Over here, we got some perpetrators. He's like, "Why are you doing any offense whatsoever?" Like Tatanka looks genuinely puzzled. Yeah. It's like this isn't yeah. a match with me. You're, no. I squashed you. Yeah, that's your job. <laughs> the best Tatanka match I've ever seen. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. This is where we get our second bout of Touch of Grey's Anatomy. Yes. We get a chop to the proboscis. Yes. Which is not a thing. No. No, it is the proboscis. Oh, okay. That it should be. The second term he uses, uh, which is also not a thing, is the schnozola. See, that one I knew. <laughs> yes. Pre-Med Vince is also going through uh, all the different supplements Tatanka must take on Ica oh. Pro, which apparently mm-hmm. are now color-coded. Like, he's on the blue, <laughs> he's on the green, <laughs> he's tripping on the magenta. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And Bobby's like, the what? White. Don't take the white. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, Bobby needs some some thermic force, according yes. to Vince. And he's like, does it come in a thermos? <laughs> it ends as all Tatanka matches are, are want to do. Yes. Several chops from Tatanka off the top rope, off the ropes, all that kind of thing. And then we get the Samoan drop for the win. Uh, Tatanka is still undefeated at yes. this point. They're playing that up. We shouldn't be too far away from evil Tatanka. All right. We're going to get heel Tatanka eventually. Nice. That would never happen today. I look forward to that, but I'm wondering how that happens. Like what makes him turn? I think he ends up with Sherry. I don't remember. It's been so long ago, but I think he ends up with Sherry. Interesting. That should be fun. We leave here and go back to the event center for champions of yesteryear. (laughs) Welcome to 1942. Bob Ackland's in the ring. Don't mess with him. Bob Ackland's promo reminds me of the scene in Talladega Nights where he doesn't know what to do with his hands. It's Bob Ackland's hands. He just has two hands parallel to each other in front of his chest the whole time. Yes. Unmoving in the most unnatural position you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. I don't understand his cadence because he's like the uh, wrestling whisperer. Yes. I'm going to talk real low. I'm in the past. I'm in the future. I'm an underdog. This is my baby face promo prototype number two. His all-American striped jacket has puffy shoulders. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, semi-formal prom dresses of the early 90s. It looks like he's in Yokozuna's outfit. It is 900 times too big. Well, it fits his frame because he's made of like wrestling parts. He's <laughs> been, yeah. been from Frankenstein together. Yes. Yes. He's like William Regal in that sense. Well, we leave him and oh, uh, hey, yo, I'm, uh, I'm a supernatural. <laughs> over here. Uh, Damien Domento. Damien Domento over here. I'm going to talk about the suffering, you know? I'm going to talk about this suffering, but I don't want you. Hey, 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 hey. 
Hey, don't you worry about the suffering. Don't you worry about the suffering, because there's plenty of that suffering to go around, you see? This, I'm going to issue this warning to you. I got this warning. It's a good warning. I shall win, and you, you, you are going to suffer. You're going to suffer some terminal defeat. Terminal. That means the end. That's the end of your defeat right there. You're going to get that terminal defeat. You see this? This is my foot. It's going to be terminal in your ass. Yeah. Hey, so, it's like, uh, I'm wearing a jacket that looks like it's going to eat my own head. So it is said, so it shall be written in the good book that my mother has every time I'm over her house for a good canola. Yeah. Watching this, I mean... Now I know why, while I was watching this on Saturday and my father would see me watching this, he'd look at me with such disappointment. Yes. It's like, I can't believe you're my son. And this is what your life's going to be. You actually like this. Look at this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what you like. And I'm embarrassed for you. I'm right there with him on this one. And <laughs> too bad he didn't come in like two seconds later because knobs and sags on the promo wagon here and we're just like let's let us show you how it's done yeah he's like <laughs> look here bob and damien damien <laughs> let, let's show you how to cut a promo yeah yeah because they just tear it up they cut a really good one yeah. on money inc and jimmy hart just because and of course they have a, a beef with them so that kind of helps damien's got nothing Backlund's got nothing right now. So they're doing their traditional, you know, good guy, bad guy promos. At least knobs and sags, they got somebody to cut a promo against. It makes so much more sense. Yes. Always be closing. Always be closing. We have the merch catalog for mm-hmm. Christmas. You can Woo-hoo. get your, your Christmas items at the merch catalog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking forward to that, to that early 90s merch. What is the early 90s merch? Man, can I pause on it? What do they got? What do they got? I want to buy something. <laughs> they got a bag. They got the WWF bag. Yeah. They have the WWF logo sh- uh, sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They got a, a mug with the logo on it. A lot of logo shit. They got a WWF logo hat. I want um, one of those Ico Pro sweatshirts. <laughs> well, those they gave away for free because there's a guy uh-huh. wearing one, right? And he's doing Sean as, as he comes out. Oh, yeah. They got novelties. Ooh. What's a WWF novelty? Yeah, I don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) As recommended by Sherry. (laughs) So, yeah, out comes Sean. Everybody's blowing the shit out of him. They got uh, someone in an Ica Pro shirt that they definitely gave to them. Because Ica Pro shirts are never sized. They're always enormous. Giant Ica Pro shirts. One size Um, fits none. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is facing The Miz 1.0. Yeah, um, who's this guy? Yeah, well, his name is John Paul, but if you freeze frame on his face uh-huh. when they announce him, just look at him. It is The Miz. I think The Miz traveled back in time and, and was the wrestler John Paul here. John Paul was a professional wrestler, best known for his time in the World Wrestling Federation from 1992 to 1994, but he also competed in WCW and AWA. If you took William Regal and Cody Rhodes' face and blended mm-hmm. them together and threw them on the Miz's body, mm-hmm. you'd have John Paul. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I took a good look at him. And I said, that's the Miz. That's the Miz. 
<laughs> it's like the Miz, you know, found himself in like one of those old timey wrestling photos. Yeah. There he is. Sean comes out and he is by himself, of course. Still no Sherry is still recovering, but we still get to hear her lovely, lovely singing voice. She is still singing his theme. Yeah. Right I don't now. know when they make the switch to Sean singing his own music, but it's got to be coming soon. Mm-hmm. We got all the teen girls. Of course. Looking mildly disgusted. They're like smiling <laughs> while booing. Yeah. They're like, we yes. don't like you. He's hot. Yeah. I'm every girl that I wanted to date in high school. Is, is, is in the, <laughs> is in the front rows of that. Is, yeah. is, is, is right there for him. He's yeah. There for Sean. Yeah. We get a, a good bit of back and forth. I feel like this could have been a tryout for Mr. John Paul because he got a little bit of time with Sean here and Sean wasn't sure. It didn't seem like he knew what to do with him at first, but we get a little offense back and forth. Go 40 minutes, 55 seconds in. Okay. And explain to me what Sean is doing to this man. So he gets him in this weird hold on the ground. I just have it put as strange hold on Paul. He basically yeah. mounts him from the side. And I don't know what yeah. the hell is going on there. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like he's stretching him. It doesn't look like he's it's hurting him. Mm-hmm. It just looks like he's like holding it looks like he's holding him back from somebody. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, no, man. No. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah. So uh yeah, I'm not quite sure. And and he keeps getting like a, a pin on him. Like there's a couple of points in there where John Paul's both his shoulders are down. Right on the mat, but the ref is not necessarily like he does, you know, start to count a couple of times, but not, you know, all while his shoulders are down on the mat. This may be a tryout match. 41 minutes, 25 yeah. seconds in, Shawn Michaels goes head first in the turnbuckle, and then Jean Paul tries to grab his arm to yeah. uh, Irish whip him, and he misses his arm. And Jean Paul looks really frustrated mm-hmm. and goes for the arm again. And he's like, God, I was supposed to really grab your arm there and it didn't work and I missed and now, yeah. now I'm not going to get a job. So I'm looking at this hold while he's on the ground that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. The way that they get into this hold looks really, really clunky. Like something else was supposed to occur here. Yeah. And and Sean was ready for it, but John Paul just did not know what to do. So Sean just decided to like just grab his head and pull him down at that point. I think was supposed to happen there. It looks like these guys actually may have gotten together before the match, mm-hmm. talked about some spots, and none of them worked. No, nothing. It's a shame. After Paul gets his little bit of offense in, Michaels turns around and hits him off the top rope. We get the sweet chin music mm-hmm. uh, into his side style suplex. That's what I'm calling it right now because I'm not quite <laughs> sure exactly what to call it it's it's not like a pump handle slam thing it's like he grabs him from underneath and then over his shoulder and then suplexes him back so i just keep calling it some sort of side suplex right now hopefully that goes away soon because i like the sweet chin music a lot better yeah and also sean can put it on anybody he can like kick a guy's head off no matter who he's facing i don't Mm. think he's side suplexing john tenta Or, or, you know, Yokozuna. He can kick Yokozuna in the face. He ain't side suplexing Yokozuna. So, good choice, Sean. Yeah. That is the end of the match. There we get the replay while Michaels checks himself out in his belt. Mm -hmm. After they kind of a weirdly placed perfect promo. Yeah. Well, I guess because this was a month ago and prior to his face turn and prior to him wrestling again, Mm -hmm. you don't have any footage of perfect doing shit 
So let's roll out the old Mr. Perfect can do anything promo. So he's golfing and doing a strike and bullseye on the darts and the whole perfect can do it all thing. The uh, half court shot. I looked it up for when his original run was, and this was from 1988. So this is four years prior. <laughs> They're using that stuff from. And then, then you're right. Uh, Doink comes out uh, for like a final yabba dabba do. But uh, that's really the end of the episode. Yeah. Did you like the episode, Than? Um, no, I did not like this. One. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just, I just didn't like this. I, there's no stories were pushed forth. You know, they're trying to. I well, they, they're. They're trying to create stories. So they're they're talking about what's it called? Uh perfect versus razor and heart versus flare. Even a little bit of Undertaker versus Nails, which we know I don't think is going to actually come through fruition, but there's no uh, you know There's no uh, thread, there's no th- through through plot line at all. Yeah. No, there's nothing right now. It's just like it's just basically been told to us at this point that these are the new people that these guys are going to face, but we're not necessarily like, there's nothing to forward that story. Like there's been no confrontation. That's the word I was looking for. There's been no confrontation with flair and heart at this point. We're just right. saying, okay, flair is going to face heart. Great. Okay. Nothing. I didn't like no. it either. I mean, we're just watching. It was a, an hour of squash mashes period. There's, yeah. you're, you're not seeing anything. Maybe you can say that we're getting a little bit more of Demento, Doink, Max Moon, and Yoko. That's the reason this thing, thing exists. But I didn't like how if you're going to introduce new characters, stop introducing new characters on top of new characters. Like, mm-hmm. we did not need three segments of Doink over new guys. Yeah. No. no it, was, it was not worth it. Who is your red tight of the night, though? Well, of course, I got to go with my man Harwitz. Right. He was I, in there. He did his thing, man. I think Horowitz was the best wrestler of the night as far as the red tights. Sure. Like, like put on a clinic and a half. But my mm. red tight of the night is Spicoli because he actually thought he had a match with Tataka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he thought, like, you know, they're selling tickets. You'll see The Undertaker versus mm. Nails. You'll see Bret Hart versus probably Virgil yeah. <laughs> and Spicoli versus Tatanka. You know? yeah. He actually thought he was in a match. He was trying yeah. offense and Tatanka's just looking at this guy going, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. I uh, beat you up and go, ee, and that's the night. <laughs> that's how this works. This is how this works. Yes. Just um, people get paid either way. What, what was your match of the night? Um, my match of the night. Oh, geez. I will go with the uh, Kamala versus Zumhoff just because Kamala got to kick that asshole's ass. You know what? I had it as uh, Yokozuna, but after yeah. seeing, you know, Kamala versus the pedophile. Yeah. Go Kamala. Go Kamala. Go Kamala. <laughs> yeah. I'm changing my answer. Yes. Go Kamala. A teaser for next week because I was so sick of Terra Hot. Yes. I had to look ahead just to make sure that we were not in Terra Hot next week yes. which we are not oh finally so we will get some new episodes from dayton ohio and guess what what uh, not only will we have vince mcmahon and bobby heenan but we will also have jerry the king lawler oh the king shows up the debut of the king yes neat so that that will be uh quite interesting because we all know he is a awesome awesome color commentator as is bobby heenan so i can only imagine the two of them together well, this is kind of cool. We're going to get uh, Marty Jannetty. 
Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, not very cool. We get uh, <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow. We're going yeah. to have uh, The Undertaker and an interview with the World Wrestling Federation champion, Bret Hart. Yes. And Ooh, the main event of the Royal Rumble will be announced. Yes. So the Royal Rumble 93, because mm-hmm. it will be in January, we will hear what that main event is. And quite honestly, I don't know. So, Oh, should uh, we spoil it? No, nah, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. I'm okay. going to wait. I'm going to wait. <laughs> Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I am looking forward to uh, seeing what that is. And also the Royal Rumble being one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. I will be looking forward to that one, you know, and just the lead up to that. Mm. Yeah. All right. You sure you don't want to know? <laughs> no, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. In that case, uh, yeah. Sayonara Undertaker. Sayonara Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, especially since he was on this episode, has certainly left the building. Yeah, it's kind of the last thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. He took John Paul's ass with him. 